most of the teachers that I'm close with who teach Buddhism now are teaching this, uh, what, doctrine, this, <laughs> this insight, this truth, I think, called dependent co-origination. And we feel deeply that in order for our species to survive, there has to be a fundamental change of attitude. So, you know, I bow to all the people who are uh, addressing poverty, addressing diversity issues, addressing, uh, you know, polio and malaria and so on. All of that, I feel, is necessary. But the people who are involved in Buddhism feel that underneath what is actually causing the problem is ignorance of our true nature. And in, until, until the ideas that we hold to that fundamentally about self, but also other ideas that create and maintain a sense of separation of self, have to be addressed. And this teaching of dependent co-rising addresses that fundamental misunderstanding. And it's why I've chosen to talk about it this practice period. I want us to discuss it. I'll be talking about it in talks. I'll be giving a class on it and so on. I want us to understand deeply the, the te- this particular te- teaching, the issues that this teaching addresses. So dependent arising, dependent co-arising, dependent origination, Thich Nhat Hanh calls it interbeing, inter, there's another inter-something he says, inter-r, interpenetration, something. A book of his that talks about it is The Sun, My Heart. Some of you may know that book. It's a wonderful book. In... In Pali, it's Praticca Samupada. In Sanskrit, it's Pratichat Samupada. It's so important. It's the core understanding of Buddha's teaching. It's the structure behind the Four Noble Truths. It's the key, Nagarjuna speaks about this, but it's the key to understanding the middle way. It is how we understand unconditioned compassion. And of course, you know, it is the um, flowering of selflessness. In every way, the Buddha's teaching this is the this is the insight that he had when he woke up 
See, and a matter of fact, <laughs> uh, he almost, he thought that it was so difficult to understand that he almost didn't teach it. There's a story about Ananda that I will... Ananda um, approached the Blessed One, and on his, on his arrival, he bowed down and sat to one side. As he was sitting there, he said to the Blessed One, It's amazing, it's astounding how deep this dependent co-arising is, how deep its appearance, and yet to me it seems as clear as clear can be. The Buddha said, Don't say that, Ananda. <laughs> Don't say that. Deep is this dependent co-arising, and deep its appearance. It's because of not understanding and not penetrating this Dhamma that this generation is like a tangled skein, a knotted ball of string, like matted rushes and reeds, and does not go beyond the plains of deprivation, woe, violence, and bad destinations. This was centuries ago. It was so important to the Buddha that he made the understanding and the ability to teach dependent co-rising a qualification for being a teacher in his lineage. And yet, well, this is the way he said it. Those who see dependent arising see Dhamma. Those who see the Dhamma see dependent arising. In a way, you can say it's our, it's a story of the, you know, the birth of the world. Our genesis, our genesis story is dependent co-arising. It, it occurs hundreds of times in the sutras. The image often, uh, given, offered, is three reeds, you know, in a, like a, you know, in a triangle, three, that can hold each other up. And if you take away one reed, they fall down. It's a profound teaching, but presented in a sentence, very simply. This being that exists, through the arising of this that arises, this not being that does not exist, through the ceasing of this that ceases. Thich Nhat Hanh uh, says it this way, this is because that is. This is not, because that is not. This ceases to be, because that ceases to be. After uh, 
in uh, originally the presentation of the dependent co-arising or dependent co-origination was presented in what we call the twelve-fold chain, twelve-fold chain of existence. Do you know about this at all? No? Good. We can start there. It's presented in um, order, in an order. I think, let's see if I remember. Uh, Depending on uh, ignorance, karmic formations arise. Depending on karmic formations, dualistic consciousness arises. Then name and form, body, and sensation or physicality, sensation, then contact, then feeling, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, then grasping after pleasant, then gra- then no, let's see, yeah, then clinging to pleasant, then becoming, then birth, then old age, sickness, and death, and suffering. That's the traditional way, and then and then it's presented in its averse, and it's op- in the opposite way. So, uh, birth, old age, and death are dependent on. Uh, Old age, sickness, and death are dependent on birth, which depends on becoming, which depends on clinging, which depends on grasping, depends on pleasant sensation, unpleasant sensation, depends on contact, depends on the senses, body, and so on backwards, to ignorance at the bottom. And the, the removing of ignorance, the whole chain of suffering uh, falls apart. And then later, uh, dependent co-arising is, um, what can I say, is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, is um, far further explicated, further explicated, further explicated by Nagarjuna, who equates dependent co-arising with emptiness. Brilliant. And we'll talk about that later. It's his, um, the way he understands the middle way, the way he presents the middle way. The sutra most associated with dependent co-rising is called the Kachyanagota Sutta. Kachyana is the person's name. I guess his last name is Gota. So he asked the Buddha a question, and the Buddha responded by talking about dependent co-arising. And he said it this way. And I think, you know, wherever you are in your practice, I think you can relate to this. And, And not only relate to it, but see the world that has been created out of ignorance. It is the news that we listen to. It is our own inner suffering when we war inside with each other, when we fall into pits of selfing and delusion, when we suffer. You can hear in this teaching. It's not far away. It's immediate. It has to do with the world we live in and our everyday life. The Buddha 
says, The world in general, Kashyana, inclines to two views, to existence or non-existence. But for those who, with the highest wisdom, see the uprising of the world as it really is, non-existence of the world does not apply. And for those who, with highest wisdom, see the passing away of the world as it really is, existence of the world does not apply. The world in general, Kachayana, grasps after systems and is imprisoned by dogma. But they do not go along with that system, grasping that mental obstinacy and dogmatic bias. They do not grasp at it, do not affirm, this is myself. They know without doubt or hesitation that whatever arises is merely dukkha, that what passes away is merely dukkha, and such knowledge is their own, not depending on anyone else. This kachayana is what constitutes right view. Everything exists. This is one extreme. Nothing exists. This is another extreme. Avoiding both extremes, the Tathagata teaches a doctrine of the middle. Conditioned by ignorance are the formations. Conditioned by the formations is consciousness, the twelve-fold chain I just mentioned. So there comes about the arising of this entire mass of suffering. But from the complete fading away and cessation of ignorance, there comes the cessation of the formations. From the cessation of the formations comes the cessation of consciousness. So there comes about the complete cessation of this entire mass of suffering. So for the fall practice period, this is what I want to talk about. I want you to kind of understand what dependent co-rising is, and then I would like you to... um, uh, The image I just had was, you know, for it to penetrate. I guess that's what I want. For For it to penetrate your practice in every way so that you see the world dependently arisen that you see how suffering really happens dependently arising, that you see, have a kind of understanding anyway of how dependent origination points to selflessness, to emptiness, how it, how it produces unconditioned compassion, understanding of, and forgiveness of everything. How we can't have Uh, issues of diversity without seeing that everybody ultimately is the same. (laughs) How we can't take away food stamps from the poor because they are who we are. We can't pollute and destroy our home because it is what we are. A deep understanding of dependent co-rising is necessary for human beings to survive, in my opinion. And not just survive, but survive in a way that we appreciate diversity. The diversity enriches what we are. 
that we appreciate the bird, the fish, the elephant, the sand, the garbage, everything. Nothing is separate. Nothing anywhere. It's only because we hold, we grab onto views in ignorance because we don't see the truth. Dependent arising is an entrance. to liberation, not just of ourselves, but of everyone. So I hope you guys uh, take seriously the opportunity of practice period, that you use the jobs, you know, the silly little doan jobs, as a way to look at the self. You know, the wonderful Dawanja. I love the Dawanjas. You know, that you come to the ceremonies, that you make time and make the practice period a priority in your life so that we can practice together, so we can investigate these teachings that have been given to us out of kindness and compassion. The Buddha taught when he saw the suffering of the world. All right? Is that a deal? Okay. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.